Hey guys, we're back again with uh, what's the issue? Uh, I think this is a uh, we're on a good roll, aren't we, Gil? Oh yeah, man, we've been fucking like every week, weekly. Yeah, I've been fucking God. every week and doing the show every week. <laughs> <laughs> what are we on? Like six straight, four straight? Yeah. Yeah, some like no, like six. No, nah, <laughs> hell no, more than two. Like six straight. Okay, okay. We're we're getting finally in that in that new normal role, as they're saying. How are you, Gil? Doing pretty good, man. Been uh, pretty busy with the kids today, going back to school. So a lot of hustle and bustle. Nice, nice. So. I don't know if you want to do this on the air or not, but uh, so we had a sale at CFA on Saturday, and uh, you set up a table outside, and uh, you were selling some stuff. So I did pretty good, man. Nice. I talked about it a little bit. You you made a good amount of money off of, uh, you were out there, what, four hours? You left like around four? Yeah, about four and a half hours, yeah. Nice. That's not bad at all. Some new figures, yeah. Well, I already spent part of it. Oh, on damn, the th- on the theater. Well, on oh, the theater. okay. Well, I mean, you'll get some of that back, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so nice, nice. I'm glad that it, it worked out, and I was happy uh, with the turnout for the sale. So I'm glad it worked out for both of us. Oh, hell yeah, I appreciate you letting me do that, man. Maybe awesome. next time uh, we could get a couple more people to show up and do a little in the area where you had originally set up. Yeah, dude, like that's what I was saying. Six. I do, but a lot of people are fucking flakes. I mean, you already know the situation this weekend. <laughs> uh, we were supposed to have one other seller, and then he backed out uh, the day before. So Next time, next uh, time. Next time, next you time. You know, next time uh, we'll do it a little bit ahead of time. And... Uh, See what happens and see if we could get a, a, a bigger crowd to benefit be all dope. the toy community. Hell yeah. So, I mean, just off the top, uh, I, I know you guys did a podcast for the Snyder Cut. How'd that go? It went pretty good. A uh, little bit all over the place um, with Brett, a little bit. Uh, very passionate. I liked it. He brought a lot of good energy. Jade wasn't able to make it, but Jade talked about it last night. Um, you weren't able to make it last night on the Geek Out show, so you want to go ahead and let us know what you thought? Yeah, really quickly. I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot better than the original cut. And, you know, just off the bat, like, the first version of it, I really don't blame Joss Whedon for it, and I don't blame Snyder for it either. Uh, Thank you. That's what I've been saying. And... Whedon had the, I don't want to say impossible task of finishing Snyder's vision, but they're very different directors. I feel if you want to have to put the blame on someone, it would be Warner Brothers. You put the blame on Warner Brothers because they either should have been, okay, Snyder, uh, go deal what you need to deal with, and the movie will be here and finish it when you're done, or... Sorry, Snyder, we have to move along. Hey, Joss, uh, film your version of the movie and start over. Doing the edit with both different directors, like I said, it's two different uh, types of directors, artists, whatever you want to call them. 
And it's, mm-hmm. the vision isn't going to translate from one to the other. Uh, Not at all. He loves his fucking slow motion. Um, I feel if everything was like <laughs> in real time, the movie would have moved a little faster. Yo, that's um, what I was saying. I was like, it would have finished in three hours. <laughs> Nonetheless, I, I, like I said, I really enjoyed the movie a lot more. To me, Ben Affleck is still probably one of the better Batmans uh, from the beginning. My only gripe with Ben Affleck being Batman was that his face is too recognizable. And I see Ben Affleck on the screen and Ben Affleck cosplaying as <laughs> Batman and not Bruce Wayne. But he still does a great job. Ezra Miller was less annoying, but I still hate that version of The Flash. I love how they did the backstory with Aquaman and the trident and the armor. Even Steppenwolf, like, okay, you know, he's trying to redeem himself in front of Darkseid. It's definitely probably, I'd say number two for me in the in the Warner Brother DC movie franchise. I still love the first Wonder Woman. But this was a really good movie, and this is, quite honestly, this is what we should have kind of had from the beginning. But without, you know, enough ass-kissing, I did feel that there was a couple of things that, you know, were a little off. Uh, In the first beginning scene with Wonder Woman, she throws the bomb out the building. You know, let's forget about how she she forgot to fly from 1984 to this movie. So she gets rid of the bomb so it doesn't explode in the building. When she comes back in, there's only one guy with a machine gun, and she does their power gauntlet move and blows out half the fucking building in the process to kill one guy. And I'm like, he just saved the, the building from exploding with the briefcase bomb, but then you blew out, like, two floors of the building doing your power move. I'm like, eh. And, Should and, just let the bomb go off. Well, no, like, literally the scene before, she was moving around like the fucking Flash. She couldn't have ran over to him or lassoed him or, you know, thrown her tiara at him and knocked him out. But it wouldn't have been a cool explosion, though. Instead of doing her (laughs) finisher and blowing out, now that whole fucking building has to be, like, rebuilt because uh, the foundation is probably fucked up. (laughs) The guy's probably, oh, you should have just let my fucking building explode now. I could have at least gotten the insurance out of it. (laughs) That's true. Uh, One scene, well, there's two scenes that I I still like from the original. When they resurrect Superman, um, Lois Lane just being there because she always visits the site. I didn't like that as much as the original where Batman either kidnapped her or picked her up. Uh, and had her as a backup plan in case Clark went evil. Now, I feel that's more Batman, you know. Definitely. You know, even in, like, the Hush storyline, when uh, Poison Ivy had taken over Batman, he has Catwoman kidnap Lois and throw her off the roof of a building to snap him out of the trance. So I felt like this, you know, either have Alfred... Uh, either work with Lois or work with Alfred to have him go pick up Lois just in case is a better thought out plan than her just happened to be there uh, at the time that, you know, all this went down. And then the well, other that's like part. One... Oh, sorry. What's... Go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say that's one thing that someone had brought up. Like, you know, Batman thinks of everything. Why wouldn't he have some kryptonite on him? 
Or that, yeah. What happened to the kryptonite spear after Doomsday got impaled and killed? It, it, it doesn't quite make sense, but eh, whatever. You know, that's nitpicking, I guess. Right. Um, another scene that I'm assuming it was a Whedon uh, reshoot was right before they go to the final battle and all that, there's the scene where Bruce Wayne goes to change from the regular suit to the tactical suit. And he's taking off his armor, and you see that his body's, like, beat to shit, and, like, he can't, you know, take much more of this punishment. And then Diana just happens to walk by, and they have that dialogue where, you know, you see, like, there's a little flame there between both of them, and, you know, there's a potential for a romance there. You know, they they had a scene in this version where they both reach for the mouse at the same time. And have that mm-hmm. awkward teenage, you know, oh, sorry, no, you go ahead, sorry, blah, blah, blah. But I felt like that that scene they should have kept in, even though it was probably a Whedon scene, uh, because it still gives them both, you know, hope for Diana that, you know, she can move off finally from uh, what's-his-face, uh, Captain Kirk, and, you know, grounding Batman into, like, hey, you know, Maybe at some point I will retire (laughs) and settle down. And then lastly, I did not like the nightmare scene at all. The dialogue between Joker and Batman, I did not like at all. I still hate Jared Leto Joker, which is weird because I think I think it's more of a director thing than Jared Leto. I think if Jared Leto played him differently, he could do a great job. But I just didn't like the whole dialogue between them. And I was talking to Rick about it, and he's still convinced that that version of Joker is actually Jason Todd and not the real Joker. Um, And I go, well, if it is Jason Todd, then that would explain why the chemistry that they have together and it'd be a little better. That would be very interesting, man. I know that's always been a fan theory is that it's Jason Todd and that... um... You know, Dick Grayson is the Robin that died. Right, right. Or he did die because he's not, you know, Robin anymore. Yeah, sorry. You know, kind of like a metaphorical type of sense. But yeah, Yeah. anyways, um, I give it like a seven and a half uh, out of ten. Like I said, I enjoyed it a lot. You know, way better than the first one. Like I said, I... I love that all the characters was kind of fleshed out and each one got their 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 own little spotlight uh, in different moments of the movie. And I totally understand why Ray Fisher is pissed off because 90% of his shit got cut out. <laughs> he definitely played a, a way bigger role in this movie. Yeah, it, it they fleshed them out a lot more, him and Flash. And I thought the thing between uh, him and Iris was kind of cute. So that, It was, that was a little nice creepy. Scene. It was fucking. Creepy. He 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 did start off, you know, as like a stalker, but you know, at the it end, it was ended creepy. Up being nice. Like, tell me, at you the end, it was nice. Was, he, he, tell me, you didn't think he was gonna grab that hot dog and kind of just gently put it on her lips and just, oh my like, god, <laughs> Jesus, I would hope not. I don't think <laughs> I didn't think that, but geez, it just was weird. <laughs> He was definitely looking at her like a bit of like a stalker, but I think it was like more because he's socially awkward and like it was like love at first sight. I guess. I mean, she was kind of looking back at him a few times, too. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Definitely. All right. So um, after getting off track, let's get back on track. And the whole reason you guys are here. So uh, I know a couple of episodes ago, I think it might have actually been last year that we were talking. I don't remember if it was December or January. We were talking about hints or speculation that Echo was going to be part of uh, the Disney Plus uh, Marvel series, in spe- uh, specifically Hawkeye. Do you remember any of that, uh, Gil? Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. So um, it looks like those speculations are actually coming true and that actually this is going to set up her own miniseries on Disney Plus. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, just to to recap, like, uh, this is the whole Marvel Knights era uh, of Daredevil. You know, we have Daredevil number nine. That's her first appearance. Daredevil number 10 is her second appearance and her first cover appearance. And all of these are gorgeous covers by David Mack. Number uh, Daredevil 53 gives her origin story. Uh, of how Kingpin killed her father and everything. Uh, New Avengers 11 is uh, her first appearance in the Ronin uh, outfit. And then uh, a couple months ago, Marvel Voices, we had uh, the indigenous voice number one uh, that had a short story with her as well. So all uh, all of those issues um, might come into play later on in... Uh, the Disney Plus show uh, to flesh out, you know, this new character. Do you remember offhand the name of the actress uh, that was cast, uh, Gil? I honestly do not, man. I, I would be lying if I said <laughs> I know who it is. It was a weird name. It was like Al- Alaka Cox? Alaka Cox. Yeah. I'm guessing Alaka, like almost like Aqua. A-L-L-Aqua. Alakwa Cox? Yeah. Yeah. So Whatever um, the fuck I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are definitely books to to keep an eye on. Um, especially do we have a date when Hawkeye's gonna premiere on Disney Plus? No, not yet, right? I don't think it's been announced yet. No. Just uh they've just been still talking about development and everything else. Uh, because I well they've been filming up. for the last few months, so I would assume maybe towards the end of the year, early next year. Yeah, it's a possibility. Okay. Did you watch uh, Falcon Winter Soldier yet, Kill? Yes, I did, and I I liked it a lot. Spoilers, I liked it. Spoilers, you liked it. Okay. Um. So, do you did you watch all the way through, just in case there was a. Uh, uh, an end credit scene or something like that. Oh, that I did not. I didn't even think about that. No, shit. is there one? There isn't one, but oh, okay. uh, in the end credits, there are a couple things that allude to different things. So, really, while the cr- yes. So while the credits were rolling, there's a scene. So like, it's kind of if you saw the credits, parts of it seemed like you know documents that have been shredded or cut or burned or redacted from the government right but in one scene uh where they're showing the music supervisor uh credit it says the power broker is watching 
So what the fuck? Um, yeah. So the power broker is actually a character in the Marvel universe. He actually distributes super ser- super soldier serum. So this might be someone that, unbeknownst to anybody, is going to play a, a a role in this movie because everybody's been, you know, talking about uh, Songbird. Uh, Zemo, the potential of mutants since they're going to that one city, you know, uh, Elijah Bradley and all those, no one thought about the power broker. Uh, and now, like I said, in the, in the credits, to the first episode, it, they kind of throw this hint at you and people are like, Oh crap. You know, um, I guess this one slipped by us. Um, so machine man, number seven, is the first appearance of the power broker, you know, so jump on this one right away in case he does uh, end up showing up in the next few episodes of this show. What'd you think of it? I liked it. I mean, it was the first episode, Uh, you know, you got a little insight into Sam's personal life. I like that. I honestly enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, The only question I had is, like, okay, so Tony was in space, and then Captain Marvel brings her back. Uh, Once he kind of got healthy, he he didn't set up any sort of fund for, like, the superheroes that died. Nah, fuck them, man. Why why should he take care of them? Every man for themselves. Shit. Oh, so, so fuck Aunt May. She should just, you know, you lost Peter. Go fuck yourself. Basically, yeah. She doesn't even get the D or anything? Nah, bro. Nah. I thought that was kind of funny, though, man, because it was like, that's something that people have always kind of, like, wondered, like, how do heroes, you know, pay their bills and this and that? Like, for certain characters, like, we know, like, Spidey Spidey, it's always that he struggles. Yeah, he struggles to make ends meet. You know, same thing as Daredevil. Daredevil does his lawyer shit, you know. We know a couple... Uh, superheroes that actually have jobs but other than that it's like what the fuck do they do how do they even get their money what you know all that stuff so i thought i thought it was kind of i thought it was professor x gives the x-men an allowance duh is that what it is he he's a he's a billionaire (laughs) how does the fuck does he pay for everything if he's not a billionaire his disability check I would think Captain America gets paid from the government. Yeah, that's what uh, Matt was saying that he thinks like bonds, military, like the government bonds for being part Um, of the military. Yeah. So yeah, that that was the only part. Like, oh, I would have thought that like Tony would have set up something for all. Like, obviously, none of the Black Panther people because they they rich as fuck already. But like someone like oh hell yeah. Obviously, Bucky doesn't have anyone, so <laughs> you don't have to pay for anyone for for his side. Um, no, I agree with you, though. Like, Tony should have set up some type of something, like financial something for everybody. Right. So, I don't know. Um, that, that was the only part that kind of stuck out to me that was, like, a little weird. But I enjoyed it. It was cool. Seeing Falcon, you know, at the beginning, uh, flying through the mountains with Bat Rock and everything was cool. Them I'm bringing glad they him brought back. back GSP. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm enjoying it. We'll see uh, tomorrow night how uh, episode two goes down. Wait, tomorrow's already episode two? Yeah, Thursday at midnight. 
No oh, wait. Today's, tonight. today's Monday, fool. Today's Monday? Oh shit, my days are hella fucking off. Yo, for real. I'm like, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? I already about? wish it was fucking Wednesday. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? My bad. Um, <laughs> I guess I, I, I just really want to watch the next episode. <laughs> I was like, damn, you know something I don't, I guess. I got an early screening. All right. So, uh, I haven't heard these, um, but have you heard any rumors about Deadpool 3 yet? I haven't heard anything other than, like, they were going to keep the R rating, and that was about it. That as far as actual it. film, nothing else. So, um, a couple of people I've noticed have uh, talked about this, and they're saying the source isn't that reputable. So, take this with a grain of salt. Uh, I've never heard of them. Uh, we got this covered. Have you ever heard of them, Gil? Mm, I'm trying to. S- I've never heard of them before. We got this covered. No. What are What are they reporting? That supposedly Madcap is going to make an appearance in the next Deadpool. Really? Okay. Right. And there's nothing hmm. to, to base it on. Um, so that's why people are kind of calling BS. Um, but hey, safe, better safe than sorry, right? So Captain America 307 is the first appearance of Madcap, just in case. Okay. Just putting that out there. Next up is touching back to a couple of books that we mentioned that either, I think, either last week or the week before. Um, I think last week we were talking about, um, the AT and T uh, investors uh, meeting, right, Gil? <clears throat> yes, that was last week. So, in the investors meeting, uh, they had some graphics for different properties, and one of them was Zatanna, and no one was sure uh, what that meant—if it was a movie property, a TV show, animated, or what. Uh, but this week, we seem to have some new news on it. Ooh, nice. I like Zatanna. Yeah, she's always been one of my favorite, especially with those sexy stockings. I got, yes, dude. I I was going to, I was like, man, not to be a pervert or anything, but dude, her character design just is fucking sexy, man. Okay. So we have uh, a director attached to the film. Nice. Emeralda Fennell, or Fennell. Um, she's a, uh, an Oscar-nominated director. I'm not sure what she was nominated for. Oh, uh, I'm sure you guys could Google that. Uh, but she's the one that's uh, on tap to to write the write the script and stuff. Oh, okay, dope. And then next up, uh, another book that we kind of talked about recently is Berserker with Keanu Reeves over at Boom Studios. Dude, that didn't um, take wanna, long. <laughs> it did. Well, the book had already... Having Keanu Reeves tied to it, it was already yes. kind of a given. It was and already I think one, causing buzz as soon it was, as it was fucking announced, dude. And one of the... Crazy. And I'm sure it was, you know, a big, a big selling point. And I think even before the book came out, they were already saying that there was negotiations going on. I think you said it was going to be for Netflix, right? Yeah, so it's it's... For sure, going to get picked up by. Uh, they're going to make it into a series uh, through Netflix. The news came out earlier today. 
but it's two different properties, isn't it? A live action and an anime series. Both? I only knew of the uh, live action. I didn't know about the animated. Uh, I believe it's both. I forgot where I read um, that they were saying there was going to be a live action oh, so I and, an anime, and an anime series for Netflix. Yeah, so I'm, I'm reading it right here on Boom Studios uh, off their IG page. It says, we're excited to announce Netflix will develop a live action film based on Berserker with Keanu Reeves set to star in, the, start in and produce. Um, and then also, so you're correct, a spinoff, an, uh, anime spinoff series, also based on the comic, is in the works as well. The okay. anime series is further uh, expanding on the Berserker universe by exploring different elements of the story. In the series, Reeves uh, will reprise his role and voice his own character. Dude, that's fucking awesome, man. Keanu, he came... Dude, he has such a second win for his career. He came back in a big... Bad fucking way, man. This guy's in fucking everything. I, I love Even him, man. SpongeBob. I'm like, <laughs> yo, that's what I was just gonna say. He was a tumbleweed <laughs> in fucking SpongeBob. Like, I, I'm geeking out, man, because I've always liked him a lot. Yeah, he's always seemed like a really nice guy, and you know, um, he's not a bad actor at all. You know, maybe he plays kind of mm-hmm. like the same type of guy in all his movies, but. He does a good job. It's, it's um, I can't say I've ever seen a bad movie with him. Yeah. Not at all. All righty. So that's it for uh, the spec books. How about we hit up some future keys of books that are coming out, uh, I believe, next week on the 31st. Let's go. Alrighty, so next week we have Cult of Dracula number one coming out uh, from Source Point Press. And there's a couple of different variants that are really nice. There's a Shannon Mir variant um, that looks really nice. And then there's, uh, I can't find the artist for this one, but it almost looks Mignola-esque, but it's definitely not Mignola. Uh, I have to see if I can find the name of that artist. Avengers Curse of the Man Thing comes out next week. Uh, there's a nice concept art Nunez Carano 1 out of 10 variant. And also, don't forget, there's a, another Gleason cover for all you Gleason fans. If you guys remember, that's the same artist that did the Spider Man 55 cover that now mm-hmm. we've had like three different printings of. Um, he's doing a man thing cover for that. There's a black and white Dan Mora one per store variant of Power Rangers Unlimited Air to the Darkness from Boom Studios. Oh, I shit. know you're nice. probably going to be looking into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, still I can't number- wait for that. I'm sure you're the Power Ranger fan in the group. <laughs> Uh, Silk gets her own, or, well, she's had some before, but gets a new solo, uh, book for herself. And there's a gorgeous cover by Jing Hong Lee, uh, of her. It's a really nice cover. I'd say you guys should check it out. Spawn 316 comes out next week. Uh, and it's, I believe it might be the first cover appearance of Plague. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, this will be it the is. first cover appearance. Yes, and it's also a Greg Capullo cover. Yes, 100. Yep. 
and there's a black and white version that's supposedly a one out of five version uh, variant. Oh, really? Yep. I did not know about that. Last Ronin number two second printing comes out next week. Damn, second printing. Berserker number two comes out next week as well. Definitely um, need that. Yep. Now, here's uh, a little thing that one of my customers brought up to my attention, and we're still investigating to see um, what the news is. But he sent me a screenshot, and he does it, he's trying to find out where it's from. But it says, get a free copy of Something is Killing the Children, number one. Mm-hmm. And how do you get how you get it is by... Uh, going to your LCS, um, when you go purchase Berserker number two, you show him proof that you bought issue one, either a receipt or the physical book, and you claim your copy of Something is Killing the Children number one. That's crazy, because that came out a while ago, no? Yes, but they've done different reprints here and there. Uh, the oh, last okay, one gotcha. being for like uh, local comic book store day uh, a few months ago. But I don't know. I, I haven't been told anything about it. I haven't seen the book go up on order. Um, so I don't know if this is a last minute thing or they're just going to send each store, like, let's say, 20 copies or 30 copies, like a little bundle to give out. So definitely it's something to ask your LCS is about, uh, especially if you're uh, something is killing the children fan. Uh, the other history of the DC Universe number three comes out. Uh, this book has the origin of Katana, um, so that be be something cool to pick up. Is, is she supposed to be in the? She's in the Suicide Squad still, right? Or did she not make it to the cut of the second one? Deal. I think I'm not 100 percent sure, dude. I, I'd be lying if I said yeah for sure. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm honestly not. I have no idea. I think. Okay. Oh, I also forgot to mention in the Curse of the Man thing book, it also has the first appearance of the horror who is a new villain. So that's another reason to pick it up. I was wondering uh, if you were going to be bringing up um, this. <laughs> you got to love this. Uh, Biden's Titans. What's that? Oh, you haven't heard of uh, Biden's Titans? Uh, Joe Biden. Oh, Joe Biden's Titans. Spot. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. They did all the AOC books <laughs> and all the Trump books. Yeah, man, they have uh, like six or seven different. They have like six or seven different titles, man, and it's just like a funny book to grab. And you know how people always, uh, yeah, you know, like like to cover. Exactly, they like to cover. I mean, collect the uh, different political covers and Parodies whatnot. Like and they stuff. have, yeah, yeah. Like the first A cover is just an homage to uh, X Men and whatnot. Nice. So, so, I'll have to yeah. look at the covers. <laughs> yeah, there's an A through G cover, so there, it's pretty, pretty, pretty funny. They even have a blank cover in case you want to get something sketched. Nice. So, yeah. Crossover five comes out uh, next week. Uh, issue four had a secret variant cover, so who knows oh. if uh, they'll do it for number five. This I thought was interesting. Beta Ray Bill number one comes out and it has mm-hmm. a possessed Fing Fang Foom and it's part of a King and Black tie in. So I'm wondering if it's Fing Fang Foom with a symbiote. Oh shit, that would be dope. So yeah, that would be kind of interesting. Um, the Rise number one comes out that week too by Heavy Metal. 
this is interesting because it's a prequel to the Night of the Living Dead, and it tells the story of of what led to the modern zombie. It's written by George C. Romero, which is the son of George A. Romero, who was the director of the original Night of the Living Dead. Oh, shit. That's cool. Yeah, so that was really cool. And that's it. Anything you'd like to add, Gil? Yeah, Scout Comics is dropping to number one. Uh, the Impure, number one. And uh, there's something kind of cool. It has to do with two main characters, uh, Minerva and Nero. One is a brother and a sister. And um, they're an alien race, and they're pitted against each other. Um, you know, to save mankind, one is trying to um, better herself and work with the aliens. And uh, Nero, the, the, the brother, is trying to save all the mankind. So, uh, yeah, it just sounds like some crazy shit. There's like a war going on between some aliens and uh, humankind. So it's pretty crazy, man. Like the uh, brother has like this almost Iron Man-esque type suit. Mm -hmm. And his arm is showing. And his arm is almost like a cable type arm, like techno organic type of of thing. So it looks pretty sick. And then uh, his sister is like, you know, behind him with like almost like a hood covering Oliver, she almost looks like a priestess, so it's a very cool cover. Very uh, caught my interest. So I was like, oh, I might pick it up, and um, so it's also coming out the same day, March thirty first. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, our friends at Scout are doing it. Um, seems like every other month they have a an announcement about uh, one of their properties getting picked up. Dude, and it's like every week they have like a new number one. Damn near, they're just pumping it out like. If it's not every week, it's like every other week. At least, at least uh, two two new titles like a month. They're just putting in work over there. They are. They are. And that's how you get on the board. Anything else to that's add? That's all you? I got. Nope, all right. So you want to do the recap? Yeah, absolutely. We'll go ahead and start over with uh, Daredevil. Here comes Daredevil, The Man Without Fear, issue number nine, uh, Marvel Knights. And then we got Machine Man, issue number seven. Um, Captain America, 307. So there you guys have it. And then, uh, you know, you could also pick up Berserker. And um, what was the other one? The uh, Berserkers for the animated series. The other one for Echo. What was Echo's first appearance? I'm sorry. Oh, that was uh in daredevil the marble knights daredevil oh, okay that that was that one okay perfect so there goes all the books if you can track down a berserker number one you know get on it well so here's the thing too all your lcs's should be getting the foil covers to the a and b covers this week for some reason boom didn't ship them out with the uh original release uh a couple weeks ago so if you missed so out would those be first uh, printings they would still be first printing because they were solicited Ooh. with the first printing. They just weren't shipped out. So get on it, people. Get on it. All righty. So, Gil, where can they find you? Black Hole Comics, all social media, and a bunch of other shows on the network. What about you? Comic and Figure Addicts in Union City, California, every day of the week. Uh, online on Facebook and Instagram, uh, screen name CF Addicts, and new pre-orders go up every week on cfaddicts.co. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you uh, for being on here, Gil, our fearless leader. Anytime, man. Anytime.
And always remember, guys, uh, the three R's, rebag, reboard, and reprice. Later. <laughs>